You're listening to the Breakaway Breakdown Podcast, where we bring you interviews with some of the top ropers in the country, news about what's going on in the fastest sport on dirt, training tips for you and your horses, and so much more. I'm your host, Casey Allen. Let's jump in. Hey, everybody. It's Casey. All right. This summer of Pro Rodeo has been off the chain crazy. Okay. We are seeing girls cash bigger checks than they have ever cashed. I mean, there's rodeos left and right. We're going to talk about some of the other things that have been happening, but like it has just been pure chaos. And we have been behind on updating you guys here on the breakaway breakdown of all these incredible stories from the Pro Rodeo Trail. So I'm not going to make you guys listen to me for too long. You guys get a special treat today. One of our editors from the Breakaway Roping Journal, Lillian Kent, the girl who has been keeping you guys in the loop on all things Pro Rodeo Breakaway Roping all summer long. She has been leading the charge digitally and I am so pumped that today you guys get to hear her interview with Maddie Dearman, the 2023 NFR Open champion at the Pikes Peak or Bust Rodeo that took place in July in Colorado Springs, Colorado. You know, the one that had those beautiful mountains in the background. It was so fun to watch. Then there was mud. Then it was dry. I'm going to let them tell you about it, but it was a whole roller coaster ride that week. We had another one of our editors, Taylor Volan, at the event. She was keeping you guys in the loop socially that week. And it's just been a whole team effort keeping everybody in the know. So let's break down some of the things that have happened since the NFR Open real quick. The ProCom hack. There are some things on the horizon for breakaway ropers because of the ProCom hack. I cannot get into specifics on this episode, but stay tuned in upcoming episodes because we have got some scoop for you. But (laughs) back to the interview at hand. If you want to read more about the ProCom hack, by the way, it was a ransomware hack and Our homies over at the Team Roping Journal went ahead and did a deep dive into that topic, and you can go check it out at teamropingjournal.com. But before that happened, when we knew what was happening in the world standings, we watched Maddie Dearman jump up in a huge way after her NFR Open win. This girl had only been to a couple rodeos all year, had not won a check, and then cashes for $14,252 total, takes the title back to the turquoise circuit, In the mud, in the final four, there's mud flying in the pictures. They're amazing if you haven't checked them out. But I am going to let Lillian and Maddie tell you guys more about that rodeo. Now, if you're interested in more of Maddie's backstory, we have a full interview with her from the Wendy Ryan in 2022. We were talking about her resist all rookie year, things she was going through at the time, and just a little bit more into her childhood and coming up. But we're going to be a little more focused. We're going to talk about present day things. And I think you guys are just going to adore Maddie. She's always so fun to listen to. She's got such a good perspective on things, such a great outlook. And I think a lot of you are going to resonate with the fact that she wants to be a pro rodeo athlete, but she's got some other big goals outside of the rodeo arena. Make sure you guys check out TeamEquinity.com because Equinity is bringing you this episode today. And I'm going to tell you more about that at the commercial break. Without further ado, Lillian and Maddie, take it away. Hi, Maddie. This is Lillian with the Breakaway Roping Journal. How are you doing this afternoon? Hey, Lillian. I'm good. How are you? Good. What an exciting past 24 hours you've had. Yes, it was so exciting. My phone's blowing up, and <laughs> I'm driving back to Midland with some money in my pocket. So. Yes, and always, <laughs> always a good feeling. Yes, for sure. Awesome. So we haven't gotten to chat before. I was thinking we would start off with 
the excitement of the NFR Open and kind of talk through that and then dive into more of, you know, who is Maddie Dearman, talk a little bit about your academic career and some of your goals, and then, um, you know, just how you rodeo with school and how you manage it all. All right. Sounds good. Awesome. So I saw that you were a geosciences major. Yes. Okay. Texas Tech. Sweet. Um, and so are you in your second year of graduate studies or your first year? Yep. So, uh, I'm going into my second year and while I'm doing that, I'm also doing a thesis option. So you can do non-thesis or thesis. So, um, while I'm taking my master's classes, I'm also basically conducting my own research while doing that. Oh my gosh. Um, it's part of the requirement. And this summer, um, it's not part of a requirement of my program, but it's kind of more like a personal um, milestone I need to mark off to get a good career. I'm uh, doing an internship as a petroleum geologist at Newburn Oil in Midland, Texas. Okay. Okay. So you've got a lot on your plate. You have your graduate studies, you're doing your thesis, and you're also interning. Yes, so much. (laughs) And I'm also trying to rope on top of that. Yeah. I'm not really sure how you're handling it all. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I could have entered all the Pigrodios like Fort Worth and Houston and all that, but also this is another thing to add on top of my plate. As part of uh, being a master's student at Texas Tech, you either have to be an RA or a TA, and um, I got appointed to be a TA, so I had to teach classes on top of that. I taught um, physical geology labs, and that's, you know, I can't really take off during the week and ditch those classes. Um to go to the big rodeos, so I didn't get a chance to do that. All I really got to do was the weeknight jackpots in Lubbock and the weekend rodeos that I could go to and the college rodeos as well. That is brutal. (laughs) So I know that you had missed the 2021 circuit finals and you'd qualified, right? But you just didn't get to go? Yes, that's right. I can't remember what position I qualified in. And honestly, I can't even remember what ran over the top of it um i think i read it was like a field trip or something something required yeah yeah you're right it was a field trip that i had to go on it um my classes run field trips in them and there's usually like year-end projects that um i have to complete to get a grade for the class Mm. so yeah that field trip was over the top um i i think in the circuit i was sitting so low that it wouldn't have um i wouldn't have had a chance at the year end i would have had to go for the average but yeah, I um, missed the 21 circuit finals and got to go to, to the 22. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make the 23 circuit finals because I'm not going to make my count at this point. Oh, so. no. Yeah. <laughs> you're like doing the math on the calendar and you're like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, I, our count is six rodeos and um, the most I'm going to be able to get is five, I think. Okay. So. Well, something might shake out, and if it doesn't, then you have the memory of the NFR Open to maybe hold you over one more year. That's right, and then I'll shoot to get my count the next year. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about the NFR Open. I want to talk about the circuit finals that got you there as well. Okay. When you came in, were you gunning for both the aggregate and the year end, or were you just, like, cruising, like, I'm just going to get one, I'm happy with it, you know, tell me about your goals headed into that 2022 circuit finals? 
Um, well, before any rodeo or competition, I always set the goal for myself. Like, I want to do the best that I can and, like, win every round and win the average or the year end or whatever. So, naturally, going into the circuit finals, I wanted to win both the average and the year end. And I knew that I had a good chance at the year end. Um, I was going in winning it. And Casey Mahoney was, I want to say, like $500 behind me. And it was pretty much just me and her competing for the year end because we had both, uh, she won Payson and I won second. So that put us a lot of money ahead of other people. But um, I ended up having a better circuit finals than her. And my focus at the circuit finals, not even thinking about the average, I was just hoping to catch all three because I knew that if I caught all three of them, I would win at least some average money. And it was just a bonus that I did end up winning the average. And um, that put me at enough money over Casey to win the year in. So it worked out pretty good. Wow. How do you handle being such an aggressive, like, it seems like you're maintaining this really aggressive mindset while also having this, I'm going to catch every single one mindset. And I feel like a lot of people have to focus on either one or the other. Are you talking about like in rodeo or kind of? Yeah. Yeah. In rodeo and it just overall, I mean, it sounds Um, like you were like that at the circuit finals too, but (laughs) yeah. So I just really go in setting the highest goal for myself that I can. And I go in knowing that I've put in all the work possible that I can and if it happens, it's God's plan. If it doesn't happen, that's also God's plan. And I'll have another chance at it. I know I'm young, and uh, luckily us breakaway ropers can rope for a long while in our lives. So mm-hmm. I know I'll have, like, 40 more years to try it again. <laughs> You're not blowing out knees getting off calf roping horses. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay. And definitely, I try not to linger too long on the losses. I, I I would say I might have a weaker mental game than most, you know, losses can kind of affect me a bit, but, um, I try to brush it off best I can and just go back to the practice pin and, uh, build my mental toughness, I guess. Okay. Okay. So coming into Colorado Springs, were you aiming to blow the doors off again? Were you just hoping to sneak in there and get some checks? Tell me about it. Well, I'll be honest with you. I was pretty nervous coming into Colorado Springs because this summer I have entered, gosh, less than maybe five rodeos. And that includes like one uh, pro rodeo and the rest were just little amateur backdoor rodeos. Mm -hmm. And I was riding a young horse because I was just really excited to get on in the summer and take him some places. And I knew he needed to go. And I didn't win any money at those rodeos. And um, I caught at some of them, but it was just kind of far down the arena. And I knew that at Colorado Springs, it was going to be, you know, a faster setup. I really needed to be on my game and be taking my uh, first uh, smart shots. And mm-hmm. so coming in, I was a little nervous that I didn't have like the rodeoing experience that these other girls have had. But um, I will say, I think I did have um, an advantage over some of them because I have been able to practice every week all summer and they don't get that opportunity out on the road. So I did use that kind of as a leverage point that, you know, my horses are sharp. I've been practicing constantly, but um, my main focus after watching that first perf was I need to be making sure that I score. And I knew that I didn't have to be right on the barrier because, you know, it was kind of progressive, just need to catch at a decent time. And um, 
I also wasn't going out there and trying to take like the first kind of Hail Mary fastest shot I could. Mm-hmm. I wanted to take smart high percentage shots. So I guess coming into Colorado Springs, um, I was aiming to score well and take a high percentage shot. Okay. And did uh, school just keep you away from being able to attend some more of those rodeos throughout the summer? No, it was uh, my internship that I'm doing. So I work eight to five, Monday through Friday in Midland. Wow. (laughs) There are those amateur rodeos, like the UPRAs that are closer, but to go to a pro rodeo, I would have to fly in and out on a weekend. And that's just not something that I think, you know, would be smart to do for my wallet. And yeah, I'm not trying to make the finals or anything. So I I got to enter Pecos and that was, the closest pro rodeo for me this summer. Okay. There's not, a, I mean, I'm from um, Southwest Texas, so I understand <laughs> the few and far between of, of the rodeos out there. Yeah, you did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, you roll into Colorado Springs, you advance to the short go. Did anything change at that point? Or are you still just wanting to make sure that you're in the middle of it? So for the top eight, I wasn't too worried about, you know, trying to gut it and take a fast shot. And I was in the setup where there were a few girls that went before me. So I kind of knew um, if I needed to just catch or catch fast. And at that point, I knew that I needed to just catch. So um, I wasn't sure what the mud would do to our set of calves, if it would slow them up some more or not. So I let my calf out a little further in that first eight-man round. It was the calf that I roped in the eight-man round was actually my calf from the second round. Nice. So I knew exactly what he did and exactly what steps he was taking. So I let him about shoulder out, and I was a little off the barrier, but um, ran up to him, and I took that easy shot in the crossover. And um, I don't know if you saw, but the rope got caught under my leg. It was the first time that it had ever happened to me, and uh, right as it was was breaking off I was thinking oh shoot it's gonna get caught and it's not gonna break but luckily it did break so in the four-man round the calf that I drew was a stronger calf kind of compared to the rest of them leaving the shoot mm-hmm. and I was really happy with that because I knew that I could take a better start like a faster start at him and I saw about neck rope point of shoulder on that one and uh on that one since the previous two girls had missed in that four-man round I was honestly just trying to make a smart, like a businessman run, because I knew that would guarantee me second place, and I knew Taylor is badass, I knew that she was more than likely going to go out there and blow it out of the water, but it was just um, bad luck on her part that she got the barrier, and it just worked out lucky for me, I guess, in the past, businessmen's runs have always worked out for me, and so that's a good strategy for me to use in the future, and always to go back to. Okay. Today's episode is brought to you by Equinity. Equinity Horse XL is a 100% pure amino acid supplement that can help your horse perform better from the cellular level. There is no fillers added, no sugars, no starches, no soy, nothing except 100% pure amino acids. What this does for your horse is it can help them from the cellular level perform better. We're talking quicker muscle recovery and stronger collagen for a healthier coat and bones. It can help increase focus help regulate the gut, so many different things. And you can actually use it in combination with Equinity Ultimate OEC. That's a liquid supplement that has a flaxseed-based omega-3 oil, 
natural vitamin E, colloidal silver, and other ingredients that are there specifically to help your horse from the cellular level. It helps support cardiovascular health, joint health, healthier skin and coat, gastric health, and can help increase immune function. We are so grateful for Equinity for bringing us this episode today. And if you want more information about their products, you've got to check out teamequinity.com. That's teamequinity.com to check out Equinity Horse XL and Equinity Ultimate OEC. I want to talk a little bit more about that rope getting under your leg in the eight man. Uh, uh-huh. d- did you just have too much in your left hand that you got under that leg or how did that work out? So what I think happened, like that calf that I had in the eight man, he was really slow. Like he kind of slowed up a lot when I roped him. And then along with the mud, it was really slippery and my horse was sliding a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I think, um, combined with that calf slowing up and my horse sliding so much, I just had too much rope and it kind of dipped under my foot. Mm. And, um, as soon as I felt that happening, I tried to lift my stirrup as best as I could so that, you know, the rope could break a little easier. And it probably took, um, two tenths off my time that, that getting caught under my foot, it might've cost me winning that eight man round, but, um, yeah, (laughs) luckily it worked out. No right. Oh man, definitely interesting. I want to talk about the the mud at Colorado Springs. Was it muddy during your first two go rounds? No, it was perfect during our first two go rounds. Um, the arena was perfect, and it hadn't rained yet. Okay. And I think the people that got the like the set that got the worst of it was the very like the second round of the third set. That was probably the worst of it. it okay. It dried up a little bit by the time the eight man round came along but um to be honest I was a little bit worried about the mud because the horse I was riding the only time I've ridden him in the mud he was awful in it he just didn't want to pick up his feet and didn't want to run in it but um he was great in the mud I couldn't have asked him uh, asked for him to work any better um it didn't really change my game plan or anything the mud at that point you're thinking I have nothing else to ride so we're just gonna have to go for it well, actually, I did have another horse to ride, so um, I rode a different horse in the first round. He was my, uh, he's my yellow horse, my um, okay. my old faithful horse. I got on, on him in the first round, and to be completely honest with you, he's kind of an asshole. Like, <laughs> he decides when he wants to work good and when he doesn't, and I think the uh, Colorado Mountaineer got to his head, and he wanted to run right through, like, my score in hand in the first round. Luckily, I kind of held him back enough to, like, float across the barrier, but my bay is a little more true when it comes to scoring, and so that's why I got on him, and <laughs> I decided to take the chance and ride him in the mud rather than the yellow running through the barrier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it sounds like it worked out. Um, yeah. Tell me about your bay. Um, so the bay is, we have had him since he was three. Um, all of my breakaway horses, I've trained them myself. I've just found that horses I train myself fit me better um and you know they kind of know me inside and out and I know them inside and out and so Whopper is his name he's a 14 year old gelding um he started out as a ranch horse and we rode him on the ranch probably for 10 years before I thought he would ever you know be any uh good as a breakaway horse in a professional level for me um so we like to ranch on him and get him tired every day, and then I start out by trailing past in the arena on him and just slowly transition to 
roping out of the box on them and taking them to smaller rodeos and then slowly stepping up. But um, Whopper helped me win or uh, helped me place top three in the Southwest region for two years and qualified me to Casper to the college national finals. And he also helped me uh, come back to the short round Mm. one year as well. So he kind of started out as um, kind of hard to get along with, but as we've both gotten older, he's, he's grown into probably one of my first string horses. I'm lucky to have three great horses. Um, My third horse named Bebop, my boyfriend Garrett Jacobs is taking him out right now. And uh, Garrett, I don't know if you know, but he won the calf roping here at Colorado Springs, and he rode my horse Bebop in the first round of Colorado Springs. So uh, I, I had heard that. That is so special. Yeah. And is Garrett from the same area you are, or um, what region was he from? Yes, we were both a turquoise circuit, and um, he's uh, from New Mexico, same as me as well. And we both went to school, uh, lived in Steubenville, and uh, both went to the college finals and kind of walking through the same stages of life together. That's really fun. Yeah, it was so special to win that together with him. Yeah. How long have y'all been dating? Uh, six years. We've been together a long time. That's awesome. So now um, he teases me about Bebop becoming his, but I'm trying to hold on to him as long as I can. <laughs> well, um, the other day, uh, Riley Webb was riding Josie Connors horse at salt lake and he ran a six five and so it's just really cool to see these horses going back and forth from breakaway to tie down back to breakaway you know wherever they need to be yeah yeah it's cool that josie was able to help riley out you know flying in and riding horses too it's i guess that's another benefit of the breakaway coming up is sometimes you can jump on a breakaway roper's old calf horse (laughs) yes (laughs) i love it Awesome. So let's talk a little bit more about your academics and, you know, where you're headed, what you're setting yourself up for. It kind of sounds like you're really focused on a career in the oil field industry. Yeah. So um, I have always, growing up in high school, in college, and now it's my master's, I've always put school first for rodeo because I know that I'm only going to want to do school at this point in my life. Like I need to finish it right now. I can't put it, I can't put my master's off go rodeo and then come back and finish my master's. So usually that means me finishing a project before going out to practice or, um, I've gotten teased a lot throughout my time in school because I'll take my homework to like rodeo team meetings or to practices, or you'll see me in the stands at the college rodeos doing homework. Um, so I've always put school first before rodeo while still trying to rodeo to the best of my ability. And that's kind of changed a lot as I moved into my master's and my internship this summer because I'm starting to have to work longer hours to that. But the reason I'm choosing to do this is because I figure that if I get a good steady career and um, a good education, I really think that I can set myself up to rodeo in the future and maybe, you know, be happy and comfortable doing it rather than trying to, you know, um, go down the road on uh, pennies and dimes. And so my plan at this point, it may change depending on if I get a job offer out of college, but I definitely want to finish my master's this year and my thesis. And um, depending on job offers and everything, if I don't get a job offer, maybe I'll go try and rodeo 
But if I do get a job offer, I will probably go ahead and take up that job because in the industry that I am, uh, that I'm going to be in, it's very competitive. And you can't really take a year off out of school and kind of decide to go work whenever you want to. You need to have a good, solid few years of experience under your belt. So um, ideally, I would like to work a few years and maybe get in a point where at that point, maybe Breakaway is in the Thomas Mac and Breakaway has a rodeo count and um, we can actually, you know, make a good circle like the PRCA guys do. Um, and so basically, I'm hoping that by the time I've worked a couple of years, Breakaway will be like at the full extent and I can go try my hand at it and see. But um, I definitely want to try to rodeo at some point in my life because I know that um, us breakaway ropers are lucky enough to be able to rope longer than the men. Mm-hmm. And so maybe I'll be a little more comfortable doing it with a good string of horses and a good rig and some money in my pockets before I go rodeo. Yeah, so it sounds very logical. And, you know, rodeoers aren't always logical, but there's the passion involved. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It sucks to be sitting at a desk and know that I could be out rodeoing. And I feel like it's a huge sacrifice I'm making for myself um, to be sitting at a desk while everybody else is out rodeoing. But um, I'm just uh, praying and believing that it's going to work out perfectly for me in the future. And it's the smart decision to be making. Awesome. Well, we'll just have to tell people to remember your name for the next couple of years. <laughs> I hope so. Awesome. Is there anything else that you'd like to go over that we haven't covered? Um, if possible, if you can add it in, I would love to thank the people that I'm staying with in Midland. Okay. So the Odessa College Rodeo Coach has been so gracious to me. He kept his caps for me for the summer to practice on. And that's pretty much the whole, um, all the practice I've gotten over the summer with working. And um, for the guy, if you can mention the guy that I'm staying at, Shorty Shaw in Midland, his place, that would be awesome. Um, is Whopper registered? Yes, he is. I can send you his papers if you want. That would be fantastic. All right, yeah, I'll send him over. Oh, and then um, why do you ride him in a hackmore? He is one of the brokest horses I've ever been on. Um, it's you know, we didn't really send him off to in, uh, a fancy cut horse trainer or anything like that. He's just naturally been so broke. And I found that if I put a bit in his mouth, it kind of overcorrects him in a sense. Okay. Like, um, if I kind of pull on him too hard stopping, then it, it'll, it'll make him kind of rear up. And it just seems like he doesn't like the bit. And I've just found that, um, like, I know leaving the box a Hackmore isn't the best for a horse to, like, feel when to leave. But um, I found that he reacts better more to my body and, like, my feet and my body position. So um, Hackmore has just always worked better for him because he's so broke like that. We'll take it. We'll take it with that that NFR champion check. (laughs) That's right. It's a cheap $30 Hackmore. I love it. Awesome. We'll drive safe back to Midland. And um, it should be a pretty straight shot, I bet. See, that interview was just a whopper of a good time. I know, that was a bad dad joke, but I'm sorry. Come on, guys, don't tell me if I'm not funny. I think I'm funny. But seriously, if you have not been keeping up with our Pro Rodeo coverage this summer, our team has been dishing out Pro Rodeo circuit coverage, the Resist All rookie race coverage, 
stories of the best horses in the game, and we have been focusing on the top 15 standings as much as we know about them now that pro comms down and results are delayed. But make sure you guys give a thank you to the pro rodeo secretaries who have been working overtime and posting on Facebook, texting people results, doing things a little bit of the old school way, but with the addition of cell phones. It has been it has been the wild west out there on the pro rodeo trail, and of course. Make sure you check out TeamEquinity.com to learn more about Equinity. And as always, if you guys are looking for somewhere to learn, improve your roping, talk about mental training, horse training, all the great things, you've got to check out BreakawayRoping.com. Use code BREAKDOWN15. Get yourself a little discount on your membership. But I'm telling you guys, it costs less than the price of a normal lesson with any of our pros. We've got Martha and Sarah Angeloni. They have both been killing it. They are sitting in the top 15. We've got Josie Connor. We've got JJ Hampton, Larry V. Guy, Hope Thompson, Taylor Munsell, Samantha Fulton. I mean, I, I know I'm leaving out a lot of the greats. There's just so many amazing coaches on there. Stay tuned for more coming up. And as always, make sure you are checking out our TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook page, along with BreakawayRopingJournal.com. To stay in the loop, in the sport, make sure you're not missing a single minute of our coverage. Thank you all so much again. I hope wherever you're at, you are kicking all the butt and having all the fun. Thank you. Thank you.